Welcome. My name's Kevin. Welcome to the uh, midweek podcast from Downtown Christian Church. Uh, we're going to spend some time here talking about uh, the message from Sunday morning. On Sunday, Chris Shire spoke to us in the second week of our series about hearing God. Uh, talked about how God is speaking. So in uh, tonight's segment, we have with us Scott Smith, Shauna Smith, and Jonathan Menefee. Jonathan's going to be doing some moderating for us and uh, asking some questions. And we'll just be chatting here a little bit and uh, sort of talking about some of these truths that we discovered on Sunday. Awesome. Well, it's all good to be with you guys. And thank you, everybody out there who's, uh, who's tuning in right now. So we're just going to start off with this. We're going to go right into it. You know, Chris opened up the message uh, Sunday morning with basically talking about all the words that were prophetically given before the surface. Uh, service that all the words that were spoken they lined up with God's word that he was paying attention um, to see where they lined up on purpose just to just to he could go into the the rest of the sermon so I guess I'll just start us out with that you know how when people speak it needs to line up with God's word absolutely yep and I think leading into that in order for us to understand if it really does line up with God's word it's so important for us to actually know what God's word says if it if it like not matches but just kind of resonates with it and you know I know Chris talked a lot too about how important it is that we are in the word that's how we get to know God that's how we do mm -hmm. draw closer to God and so it's really important to um, you know to judge every prophetic word that's given to you according to scripture to make sure that it does line up with God's word yeah that's really good that's really good and you know I mean even on like a, in, in outside of Sunday mornings I think obviously is what you're talking about right right somebody, somebody shares something with you maybe on a Saturday or whatever, like, like, how do you, how do you filter that? How do you understand that? And, and again, is that, is a person necessarily going to come up to you and like, you know, really whip out like a, a, a passage out of, you know, whatever, whatever book it is. And, oh, that's the, that's the contemporary English version of, you know, first Corinthians 14, you know, blah, blah, blah. Not necessarily, but does it line up with the heart and the vein in, in the, the, the truths of the scriptures, you know? Right. Yeah. Chris said that in the end too. He said, if, if someone's giving you a word that they heard from the Lord and it's not exhorting or building you up, if it's going back to the cursed be thou, he says, mm. that ain't God. No. And, but we're going to know that when we go into God's word, we hear his voice through his word, and we step away, and we, can, we know that when we have, like you said, the, the filter of, yep, this is on, this is right on track. Yeah. And that just goes with discernment. You know, the more you get into the word and you learn it, you're going to know that if somebody gives you a word and says you know, something like, you're going to come into a bunch of money. That can be partially true, but how is that delivered? You know, it, it comes that down to more like a fortune cookie to me than a <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right. You got to have done the money coming now. Not that somebody can't say, you know, don't worry about finances. God is going to take care of you. Amen. You know, things like that. Amen. Because guess what? I can find that in the Word. Yes. Where Jesus said, you know, consider the lilies, right? Yeah. Consider the sparrows, right? Does God take care of these? How much more will He take care of you? Mm. So, I mean, you can find that principle in the Scriptures. You're going to come into a boatload of money. Yeah. That yeah. sounds like a fortune cookie. You kind of want to yeah. put that on the shelf. Well, I'll have to Let pray, me pray about, that about that, one. that and see what it says. <laughs> well, it was said, too, that, you know, God's word isn't a genie in a bottle. Yes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that we should be hungry and seeking his word. We talked about how God has an expectation for us, but do we have an expectation for him? And we can get that expectation built up. 
when we go into his word. And so he, he mentioned uh, Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. It says, God has thoughts toward me all the time. And the question was posed, are we thinking about him all the time? Are we thinking about his word? Are we meditating on those promises? Mm -hmm. Because he's not a genie in a bottle, but we do have promises that if we are putting those into our lives, we can apply those as faith is built. So what do you think about that? Are we I, expecting? I think you're doing a really good job at this. Absolutely. That's just, just a Thank side you. note. Side Thank note. you very much. Yeah. But, um, I've oftentimes considered the difference between the word expectation and expectancy, mm. right? Um, they're obviously closely related, right? right? But a lot of times we create an expectation and we put it on God. I'm expecting exactly this outcome from this situation. That's a little bit of a different situation than saying God's promises that he's given in the scriptures create expectancy in my heart. And in that, in that, when I grab that promise, when I really um, understand it, apply it, you know, get it, all that kind of stuff, I can, I can walk with expectancy. This is God's going to show up in my life, and He's, but He's probably going to surprise me. Right. Mm -hmm. I like the expectancy. I, I keep thinking it makes me feel trustful. Mm -hmm. Like if you're trusting in the Lord, you're going to walk with expectancy right. where you're not expecting him to do something. I expect my kids to do their chores. I don't want to, you don't want to do them. No, no, <laughs> <laughs> but that, you know, but that's the point of expectations right. is that more often than not in life, we're let down, not by what we find, but by what we expect to find. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. That's good. And by maybe sometimes by false expectations. So I guess that's what I'm trying to say is that, is that like you said, I can walk into a situation with my kids with expectancy, but when I walk in with an expectation, I, my kids are perfect, but um, they're not watching. <laughs> <laughs> but I just said that for someone else's benefit. Anyway, um, yeah, I, you know. I think expectation also almost is a definitive, like there's end to it. Like I'm going in this with an expectation versus walking in an expectation. Expectancy. Expectancy. Sorry. <laughs> right. It's an ongoing thing. It's a walk yeah. that never ends. You're yeah. always yeah. in expectancy. Yeah. Instead of an expectation versus this situation, it's just with everything. Yeah. Mm. That's cool. Because it almost, when you, it, you're giving God a constant, continual platform to just always right. be him in your life that, you know. Oh, I love that. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think during this season, he's calling us to go deeper into his word. And so, you know, that hunger that mm -hmm. Chris talked about. Um, Shauna, to you, what do you think it looks like to draw nearer to God? Because that was brought up in, yeah. in Sunday's message as yeah. well. What do you think? I loved what, you know, Chris was kind of talking about, using an example of a lot of folks might be like, well, if the Holy Spirit is in me, what are you talking about drawing closer to God? I don't, like, what does that even look like? And mm -hmm. I when it comes to God, I often look at him like in a very relational way. Mm -hmm. um, you, for example, Scott and I are married. He can be in the same room as I am. What? <laughs> well, he could be in the same room as I am, but I could be on my phone doing my thing. He could be on his phone doing his thing. And there's nothing, there's no interaction. There's no, mm. we're not drawing near to each other. But it's when we on purpose put those things aside and we on purpose choose to spend time with each other. And I think that was a huge revelation that I got. Um, I, I need to make 
I need to make time with God and do it on purpose. Yeah. Um, mm. Just myself and just being more transparent. Um, you know, all of us go through a cycle of hurts in life and, you know, unmet expectations, being let down. And I went through a kind of a rebellious teenage phase with God. And mm. so I would hide in my spiritual bedroom and, you know, not... Um, not really talk with him or engage with him unless I had to, or unless, you know, I was hungry or needed my laundry, my spiritual laundry clean. Yeah. Um, but I feel like now, I mean, seriously. So much metaphor going on here. <laughs> is your mind blown right now? Spiritual laundry. I'm just trying to picture what that is. <laughs> yeah, but you know, yeah. yeah like um, but, but for me, it's, it's, I need to, um, it, it, it enlightened me to be able to, um, I don't know, just to choose him on purpose, mm -hmm. to get unstuck, to get out of my own way and to understand that this isn't a religious duty, like the quiet time with Lord. Right. It, it's not a religious duty. It's me engaging in a relationship with my heavenly father mm -hmm. who chose me, desires me, wants me. And he wants that for everybody, you know? And yeah. so I really grasp onto that when, when Chris was talking about what does it look like to draw near to God? And he gives examples, getting into the scripture, praying, you know, it's little things like that. Yeah. Um, and, and it's crazy. I don't know if you guys ever feel this or maybe I'm just weird, but um, I'll use the Bible on my phone for a lot of times, but then every once in a while I'll open up the actual like paper Bible and I mm. almost feel like I can feel like the Holy Spirit just go, yes. Mm. Like, you know, like you can kind of feel that life. There's just something about that tangible connection. Yeah. And and there is life in, in the word of God. It's It's our, our daily manna, you know, so. I love the example you're talking about marriage and, um, you know, that relational on purpose time. And I heard, I heard this, we're going to talk about this later, but about the voice of the word and the voice of the Holy Spirit. And so I heard this story about these people who were married for 50 years. And he said, you know, I know her voice inflection. I know just the the little bit of hesitancy in her voice, what that means. Mm -hmm. And I think when we put in God's word, his voice into our lives and we hear him over and over again, we get to know his voice familiar deep down on the inside. Mm -hmm. um, and we get to know his will. And along with that same story, you know, someone came to his wife and said, yeah, brother so-and-so said that you, you guys wanted to do this. And immediately she's like, no, that's, that's not what he said. Well, no, that's what he said to me. He's like, she's like, no. So she went back to him and she's like, did you say this? He's like, absolutely not. Well, how did she know that? Because she knew she him. Knew him. Yeah. And that's, that's the same way with us. Mm -hmm. And as we're deep being, diving, diving deeply into this whole, you know, hunger and this going after God's voice, that's how we can know his will. Mm -hmm. And we hear something that just sounds off just by a little bit. How do we know that? Because we've heard his voice over and over again. So no, that's really that's good. Awesome. It's really good. It, it makes me think of the, you know, Jesus saying, you know, my sheep know my voice. Right. And they follow me. Right. And kind of like that picture I read somewhere that um, this was a common practice for, you know, Eastern shepherds that they would literally, you know, stand outside the sheepfold and they would literally call the sheep call. out by name. Yep. And the sheep would respond to the voice of the shepherd and just come out. I mean, and, and that's where Jesus is saying, and a stranger whose voice they do not know, they will not follow. Yep. You know, it's the same, the same kind of thing. It's not hearing, it's, it's, not always, it's not always about hearing a tone or hearing an inflection, but it's hearing a heart, right? Yep. Like, like you said, there's things that my wife knows I would never say, you know? That's just so good, mm. so good. But again, to the point, and 
we'll probably hammer this a little bit tonight, I would imagine. We only know that by getting into the word. that by getting into the yep. scriptures mm-hmm. and and really diving deep and really opening them up and really saying, Holy Spirit, um, will you come and sit with me in this and yep. you know reveal these you know deep truths to me? So. And what's so great as being a believer is that you know sometimes we miss the mark. We need spiritual laundry done, so to mm-hmm. speak, and we get off track. But our encouragement to everybody listening is get on track. Mm-hmm. Just make that choice because God's waiting there. He's not punishing you and putting away whatever lie you believed. He's ready to mm-hmm. get back on track yeah. with you, so to speak. Yep. Um, you know, we want to be people with seeking hearts toward God. And what does that look like? Well, we, Sunday we talked about Proverbs chapter 3, 5, which is uh, Chris's go-to all the time. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not depend on your own understanding. Um, it was said that I repeat myself a lot. And I'll do it until the day I die. God, that sounded so serious when he said it like that. Jeez. Yeah, but wait there. I mean, the reality is, is if we're repeating ourselves, if we're repeating ourselves based on God's truths, I mean, can we go wrong? Never. And you know, I mean, I, I was, you know, it was like I was saying earlier the. The story that I heard of Martin Luther, you know, and, and, you know, this congregation that he was leading and, um, you know, the congregant coming up to him at, at, you know, at some point saying, Pastor, why every Sunday you get up here and you just preach the gospel? And he said, because, you know, I'm going to keep doing that until you start living it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I'll probably find mm-hmm. a different subject. You know, I mean, we're talking about the deep truths of God. And you talk about the scripture, Proverbs 3, 5 or 6, 5 and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll make straight your paths. And the thing I love about that passage is that word acknowledge in the Hebrew is the, is the word yada. Mm-hmm. And it's the word that the scriptures use in Genesis where it says that Adam knew his wife and she became pregnant. This is literally the same mm. word for knowing a husband, knowing his wife in such a deep and intimate way yeah. that it produced child. It mm. produced a child. It produced life. It's yeah. the same. It, yeah, it produced. That's good. Yeah, you can have that. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to use that later. But it, the other place you find that, and I'm sure it's other places as well. But the other place you find that is where it talks about Moses. And it talks about Moses used to talk with God, and Moses knew God face-to-face as a man knows his friend, you know, just that, that intimate, that intimate knowledge. And so again, it goes back to that, you know, story about the husband and wife that were married for 50 years. Mm -hmm. It's that deep and intimate knowledge where we know each other so well that to Jesus point, when another shepherd stands at the sheepfold and says, Hey, come out, we're going over here. We'll go. No, I know better. Mm -hmm. It all comes down to communication. You know, if, if you're in constant communication with God, learning the scriptures, learning his heart, you're going to know his heart. Yeah. You know, the more you do that, it's like, you know, when I have to say something to my kids, they know by the tone of my voice how serious I am or not. But it's just through years of this, I know, quit laughing. But it's, it's that learned thing. And even Sean and I, there's a few words where if I say them, <laughs> she knows with the inflection of yeah. my intention, you know, but it's mm-hmm. only through, you know, 20 something years together right. that we've, develop that you know it's good 
If you read this Bible because you feel guilty, good. Do it. That's it. Just leave it right there. But he didn't leave it. Just let it simmer. Let it simmer. Yeah, let it simmer. He says, the truth is we should want to draw near to God and want that desire to partner with the Holy Spirit. And in Hosea 4, 6, it says, my people perish because of lack of revelation or, or lack of knowledge. And so, I mean, that's... That's our desire for everybody, but number one, that's God's desire. He says, it's available. What are you going to do with this? You know, the mm -hmm. chance, it is put on us mm -hmm. because he's, he's spoken through all these people by the Holy Spirit over this course of time, and here we are at such a time as this where we have it available, and there is so much earthly, manly knowledge available, but yet we come to this point where we have the book. Mm -hmm. the Bible, the revelation of Jesus Christ. I mean, so, I mean, it, it is put on us, you know, and I don't want to lack. I don't want to perish. I want to go after it personally. And so I think that's where that hunger comes in after, over his revelation. But Yeah, that's really good. I, uh, I was telling Chris, we were talking about this, I think it was prior to Sunday, but I was just telling him, I said, you know, in my life as a, as a Christian, there's been many times where I've felt like God was far from me, mm. you know, and he's not, okay, right. let's just be honest, he's not, right, and, and it's on me, right, and, that, and, and so whatever, but like, so in those times, when I draw, and we were talking about that earlier, right, when I'm drawing near, um, it's, it's a pretty consistent thing where the Lord will speak to me and he will say the same three, four words, whatever it is. You can count them as I say them. Find me in my word. Five. Yeah. I mean, multiple times this has happened to me throughout the course of my walk as a believer. God, why are you far from me? I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm struggling here. I, I feel like I'm out here on my own. And he'll just speak to me with that, just that loving, fatherly, you know, corrective you know voice that's amazing find me in my word and i will open the pages and you know god will lead me into the thing thing that i need to know you know and it's just it's it's just it's an amazing thing it's an amazing thing you know so many of us want to run off to a to a conference we want to go to get a thing we want to go get a word we want to go we want to go to so and so because we know they can, they could, you know, they could pray and hear from the Holy Spirit. Which, trust me, I'm not discrediting that, right. and I'm not discrediting the element of community and and, mm -hmm. and hearing from the Holy Spirit and all of that kind of stuff because that's 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 vastly important. But um, we want to do that first, right? You know what I mean? Because it seems like the easier thing to do. And like for me, like I say, it's my experience. God, God's just like find me in my Word. And when I'm when I'm obedient to that, there's that scary word. When I'm obedient to that, he always delivers. When I think you hit it on the head, like like you were saying, you, I want to go after this. I want to go after the word of God, you know. And, and it's when you and God never leaves us. Holy Spirit never leads us. And how many times have I? I, I know I've heard a handful of times. In fact, Reinhard Bonnke. That was a little loud. Reinhard yes. Bonnke back in the day talked about a pastor that he was he was at this pastor's church and going to speak. And as the pastor was about to step on stage, he goes, you know, I'm going to let you go out because I'm not feeling the Holy Spirit right now. And right now I went, so? It doesn't mean he's not here. Like, Holy Spirit's always here. 
God's always here. He, he's not just showing up just because you didn't ask him the right way or because he's just hanging out with, at another church that day. He's always here with you at all times. And, and to sit there and go, instead of acknowledging the fact that he's here at all times, right. now, he has access to you. That's you have so access good. to him yeah. at all times. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, it's up to us, obedience of saying, regardless of whether I feel it or not, he's still here. Regardless of if I get the tingles or if I have that, that Holy Spirit, you know, that giggle. He doesn't mean that he's not here speaking to us at Was all that, times. Did you say Holy Spirit giggle? Yeah. He, Walker you know, I just want to make sure to clarify well, for, our, saying, for our listening and viewing audience that the Holy Spirit I did say Holy Spirit real. giggle. You know, when you, the Holy Spirit's yeah, I get the Holy bit. Spirit giggle sometimes. I do. I know I do. <laughs> it doesn't sound like that. <laughs> I'm just looking for clarification. Yeah. That's all I'm doing. It kind of reminds me of that um, story. And gosh, I, I can't even remember where it is. but And I think it's Elijah. Right, is it Elijah on Mount Carmel? You know I'm talking about the fire, and it, yeah, he's yeah, calling yeah. the fire down. And was it the prophets of? I can't remember if it's Baal or whatever, but the prophets, and they're all like yelling and cutting themselves, and he's making fun of them, like maybe yeah. fun of maybe them. he's in the bathroom, you know. <laughs> and, uh, he's using the John, yeah, and and they're all you know slicing themselves up and stuff. And not that that's funny, um, and you know, Elisha's just like, I know that you hear me. Yep. And then, I mean, they doused the wood and everything and all the mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, whoo, you know. He was hearing from God. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And he knew he was there. He didn't have yeah. to have the Holy Spirit giggle. Yeah. Right. Well, there was no could, Holy Spirit giggle no mentioned in that And you could tell that he was walking in expectancy yep. at that, you know, because exactly. that's that's yeah. what someone, that's an example of someone who is walking in oh, expectancy. Serious you know? expectancy. Like, yeah. Yeah. douse it more. Yeah. yeah, you know, so make the wood really, really, really wet. wet. Yeah. And it's kind of wet now, but make it really, really yeah. wet so that <laughs> when this does happen, when this does happen, everybody goes, huh? Whoa, <laughs> that'd make a really good movie. Because right. then afterwards, I mean, I could be totally wrong. Didn't they die? The prophets died, didn't they? I think they did. And then that was when Elijah ran because Jezebel came after yeah. him or, yeah. or Ahab or something like that. And he ran Jezebel. like, yeah, he ran for like miles and miles and that whole deal it's a cool story wow mm-hmm. that's fun but that's a story and that's all it in god's word yeah, that's right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i kind of want to like kind of <laughs> segue back a little bit though into something that kevin like you said that i it just kind of sparked with me um but i wanted to go back and talk a little bit about when you were saying um like people running to other folks like who, you know, might have a, a word or who lay hands mm-hmm. on me and pray. Um, I think a lot of times people want that quick fix. Yes. Like I'm going to run to somebody, have them lay hands on me, or I'm going to do something quick to have that quick fix. But when, when you open up the word of God and you spend time in the word of God, it is an investment mm-hmm. and it does take time. And, and, and I think we have to learn to just slow down, especially in this day and age where if you want it, boom, I can have it now. I don't have to go get my own food. Someone else can bring it to me, you know, mm-hmm. and Amazon Prime. There's no Amazon Prime in the scripture. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes we do have to wait and sometimes we do have to make that investment and spend that quality time with God and, um, and live in a life in, a, in expect expectancy i can't say it fast either um but yeah that was something that you know just kind of struck a chord with me i Mm -hmm. thought that was awesome that you brought up well that even goes to patience you know one of the fruits of the spirit of i'm trusting god with this you know but today's society tells you get it now you got to have it right now and that's not how god works you know god's like i'm gonna i'm gonna show you you want patience we're gonna walk this out with patience 
so you can understand what it's like mm-hmm. and see it and use it and not lose it. But have an opportunity of saying here as we walk through this, you don't have to go to, you know, this superstar preacher. You don't have to go hear a word from this person because he gives words to everyone else. God can give you that same word. Are you willing to put in the time and the effort and the obedience to do that? Yeah, amen. And oftentimes I find that the words that I receive from others are more confirmation. Yes of words that I'm already receiving yes. from yeah. the Lord and, and, and things that I, the Lord is already illuminating to me, whether it's through the scriptures or what have you, you know? And so like, I think the point is putting in the time, right? There's yep. no microwave, you know, quick fix, instant oatmeal, Jesus kind of relationship out there. It, right. It, it's like any other relationship. It takes time, mm-hmm. you know? And you got to put in the work. Oh, no, I just said the word work. A definition of Scripture explained by Scripture is found in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 through 17. It says, all Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. So there we have a promise of God mm-hmm. by his word for the equipping good work that's right um you know followed up from that chris tied it in with this he said if you never had a prophetic word from anyone the word of god will give you everything you'll ever need for your life to be changed and that the word of god needs to be foundational amen there's literally people groups even today where they have like i mean they don't they don't have access to the scriptures that you and i have and yet these people are walking in transformation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Through the scriptures that they do have access mm-hmm. to, through the, through the one scrap that was smuggled or what have you. I mean, I've heard story after story okay. after story of that. So I'm sure we all have, right? And so like, so God doesn't even need the whole thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't even need the whole thing to change your life forever. Right. You know, just a piece, you know. Romans chapter 3, verse 4 says, Let God be true and every man a liar. Uh, We talked Sunday about feelings versus God's truth. And do my feelings, do they line up with God's word? Um, If it doesn't line up with God's word, you're wrong. And if if you don't believe that, then God is wrong. Mm. Yeah, and it is pretty much cut and dry like that, but it's a lot easier to say than to do because I think we all get in our feelings. Like if it was up to my feelings, I wouldn't do half the stuff I do, you know, but we do it because it's God's word and it's not always going to feel good. Doing the right thing isn't always going to feel good. In fact, most of the time, it probably doesn't feel good in the beginning until you get used to it, you know, but it's that crucifying the flesh, renewal of your mind every day. I don't want my way because my way is probably going to be destructive. In fact, it had been destructive. Yeah. But it's what's God's word say about it. Well, the, the truth is, are the voice of my feelings louder than the voice of God's word? Because mm-hmm. it's not that your feelings, they're lying to you because right. that's your truth in that moment. Because mm-hmm. this feels good or mm-hmm. no, that's how I feel. And like people stay on that, so to speak, doctrine of my feelings guide me. 
But when you get into God's word, you realize that feelings, the voice of your flesh, are contrary to the voice of God's oh, yeah. spirit most times. And like you talked about, cruci- but you don't know that. You don't no. know that mm-hmm. until you know that. Right, right. right. And well, so, it comes down to which one are you feeding? Right. Exactly. Where are you giving your attention to? Mm-hmm. He's pontificating. No, I, no, I was just listening. That's really good. Because when the voice of your feelings are screaming at you, this is truth, this is right, because you fed your feelings for so long, it's mm-hmm. hard to hear the truth. Oh, yeah. And then, let's throw this in, into the fire as well. Then you have the voice of Satan and all of his voices saying, yeah, your feelings are Feed right. Feed that flesh. You're, you're okay to do that. Yep. Justification. I mean, he is so smart. People want to call Satan stupid. No, he's not. He's been playing this game for a long time, mm-hmm. so he can come in and he starts playing with your feet. We could go on and on about what's on the agenda right now across what we oh, see. Yeah. And what is he doing? He's feeding on feelings. He's feeling on feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where is God's truth? Where is God's? So if it doesn't lie, now it's easy to say that, like, get your feeling. But the reality is that's what we're encouraging you to do right now is to go after it in God's word to, oh, that's the truth. Right. Because until we see the truth, we won't be free. Yep. So. But I feel it doesn't matter. We're never going to feel good all the time about a lot of decisions. But God knows more than we do. Amen. You know, and he wants to better us. He, he's not building us up. He's not going to have us do something that's going to hurt us or injure us. Versus what we do a lot of the times, there's regret. There's consequences. There's real, the only thing that comes out of God's word. And when you follow his, is is blessing. You know? I, um, I read somewhere a long time ago that God had given us feelings not to serve us, but to help serve others. Mm-hmm. So that we can have compassion and empathy towards other folks. So... It's one of those things where we have to like what you're feeding, you know, what beast are you feeding? Are you feeding your feelings? Are you feeding your faith? You know, but the truth is if you're feeding your feelings, you're putting false faith, I guess, or false belief into that, into your feelings. And you're giving them more jurisdiction in your life as to opposed to where the scripture is supposed to be. And so um, I think maybe that's a good question to ask if you're kind of in, in your feelings and you're feeling frustrated about a situation mm-hmm. or you're angry. Mm-hmm. Just am I serving myself with these feelings that God has given me or am I utilizing them as a gift to help empower others around me? And and if that's the case, then I need to get into the word. I need to get into prayer time with God and just remind me yeah. of who you are, who I am in you and what I'm here for. And that's to love and to serve those around me. And when you focus on his business, he's going to focus on yours. So you use the word jurisdiction, right? Are we giving our feelings more jurisdiction than, you know, than God's truth? And I think that's really profound, you know, it makes me think of, you know, um, I can't remember where it is. Paul says, you know, take every thought, taking every thought captive Captive. to the obedience of Christ, you know, literally, literally choosing to deescalate the authority of, of certain things, thoughts, feelings, whatever it is, voices, and, and, and making sure that they come under, you know, the authority of, of Jesus in our lives and the truth of God. Um, it's, that is a huge thing. And, and I think sometimes people hear that or they hear what we're saying here and go, man, don't you guys, man, that's pretty insensitive. That's pretty insensitive. You know, I feel this way or I feel that way or this is mm-hmm. what's going on and, and you don't understand what I'm going through. And 
And I think Chris even alluded to this on Sunday morning. No, it's, it's true, I might not. Right. And I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm not trying to, um, you know, dismiss the fact that people's feelings matter. That's right. right. And what people are going through matter. But what, but, but what I know you all are trying to say, what we're trying to say, is that the truth of God's word matters more. Mm -hmm. And I would maybe I would say it even that it matters differently. Right. Yeah. True. It matters differently. It matters from an authoritative sense. Um, how you feel and what you think definitely matters. Mm -hmm. But the truth of God matters in an authoritative way versus something that is subservient. And that's what Paul's trying to say in that scripture when he says to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. It reminds me of this, this story that I really, really like. <clears throat> And um, it's from this book called The Heavenly Man. I don't know if you guys ever read that mm -hmm. book. It's by this guy, some um, Chinese um, uh, Chinese brother. His name is Brother Yun, and uh, he's a uh, underground house church uh, leader in like I don't know what it was, the '90s or whatever. Anyway, this book, The Heavenly Man. This is his memoirs. So it talks about how, you know, he's running from the authorities and all this stuff. And he's, you know, jumping out of, you know, windows and, you know, I mean, just doing all kinds of crazy stuff to, to keep doing what he's doing. And he's, and he's hunted and he's wanted. And eventually they catch him. And, uh, and they put him in this maximum security prison. And this is uh, kind of toward the back of the book. They put him in this maximum security prison and they beat him so bad that he can't even get up. Mm-hmm. They beat him so bad he can't walk. He can't bring himself to the bathroom. Like there's mm. literally other friends, other people have to bring him to, to use the bathroom. And he's wow. sitting there basically in a pool of himself, you know, and uh, in his cell. And the Lord speaks to him. I'm not going to get the story exactly right. You have to read the book to get the exact details of it. But it's something like this. The Lord speaks to him and says, get up and walk out. And he goes, well, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> I'm not feeling that. Um, let me tell you what's going on down here, because apparently you're <laughs> detached uh, from the situation. Um, I can't get up. I'm in a Chinese maximum security prison, and there's literally no less than four or five, you know, gates between me and, you know, the outside world and armed guards and so on and so forth. And uh, he said... He heard the Lord say, those are the facts, but I am the truth. That's good. Man. Right? That's really good. Come on. And the truth outweighs the facts. Come on. Like, how good is that? How, think about that. And so why do I care about your feelings if I'm going to bring the... I mean, yes. Yeah. I know. But So go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. You're I'm good. Getting ahead Did he get up no, and walk out? Yeah. Wow. Literally, dude got up. No kidding. Got up, walked out, doors open in front of him. Guards that should have been able to see him, like apparently like mm. seemingly like looked right through him. Just like really crazy. Like, like, the, this, like, is like axe, this is like yeah. this is X like type yeah. stuff. Like I mean, Peter and John. Right, Peter and John. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they got to sit there and have a conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. You feel like that. I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. Silver and gold have I none, but in the name of Jesus right. Christ, That's get right. up and walk. Yeah. Amen. And so dude walked out. I'm going to disrespect your feelings is what they did. <laughs> walked all right. the way out. Walked I mean, all the way out, got extreme. in a cab, and fled. My goodness. Yeah. Was a cab waiting there for him? 
Uh, I don't know if it just happened to be there, or if you had to hail it, or the exact detail. Like I say, you have to go back and read the details of the book. But the, that line, those are the facts. But yeah, I, am I am the, the truth. truth. Mm. That I like. I hear that with the same voice that I hear when I read, like in Job, where God says, "Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? <laughs> where were you when I laid the earth's yeah. foundations? Tell me if you understand." I hear it in the same voice. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> and and it's. It's a good voice. It's a, right. it's a loving right. voice, right? But, um, but yet it's still got that same like authoritative like. Mm-hmm. Those are the facts, but I'm the truth. And I think that's what happened in our Sunday morning gathering this past week. It was called out, "Hey, the spirit of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's real. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I've been. That doesn't feel good at all. Right. Yep. But what did what did we do? We took the authority that was given us and we spoke out what came that was deposited inside of us, and we took. Doesn't mean that that isn't going to come back, that we're not going to be faced with that feeling. But then, just like we summarize in the very end, we can say, but it is written. Yeah, that's right. I'm a child of the king. I've been bought with a price. Mm, you know what I mean? And then I can yeah. walk that out. Even though my feelings are attacked, when we put God's word, we can speak that out. That's right. And every single time, his word will not return, return void. Right. It's a promise. A promise of the one who created the stars, the heavens, the skies, the one who has the thoughts and the plans for every single one. He's the one that said this, wants to deposit inside of you, and wants you to walk that out, to take that authority, to speak to your feelings that, yes, those feelings are real, but, but just like you said, truth. Truth. That's right. So that's good. It's really good. Amen. The book was The Heavenly Man? The Heavenly Man by Brother Yoon. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. I love it's been out like for it. a while. He, uh, I don't know if he still is, but at the time he was traveling Traveling the West, basically speaking, in Western church, couldn't go back to China, of course. Right. <laughs> they were looking for them. <laughs> Maybe they uh, never we talked it. Sunday about, um, you know, our, the behaviors and attitudes that we all learn in life, and we're all so different. We talked about how some people have a fight or flee, but I'd like to add there's another one. There's a freeze as well. Yeah. So our speaker, Chris, talks about he likes to fight. He, he's, he's reactive. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but he says in that moment with anger or whatever, I want to have control. But he says, there's people just like me that aren't on the outside, but on the inside, you know, how are you doing? Fine. Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. You know, really those walls and put up. So we all have those things, but he, he went on to say that we can't lose the things that God has promised us. You know, like, lose your joy. He talked about Lisa, like, you know, for two weeks, she felt like she lost her joy. But then she came to this point of this revelation in her life, like, I didn't lose my joy. I'm just not using it. So all of those fruits of the spirits, all those promises of God, you know, how do we ever keep that so we know not to lose it? What, What are some things that we can do to activate the promises or to walk those things out, so to speak? I think for me, uh, it kind of what we were talking about beforehand, um, lack of knowledge. You know, it's how many people know that when you receive the Holy Spirit, you have all those things. You have peace. You have uh, joy. You have the, the the confidence of God in your life instead of, you know, how many how many people have said, I know I've said, oh, I lost my joy or I lost, you know, I lost my peace. And I had to go back, you know, God had to bring it back to me. 
it's never left. But how, how are we ever really educated on these are the things, these are the fruits that you have access to at all times. You never lose them. You never, you just may not know or know how to utilize them the correct way. But where does that come into play? You know, it, it's digging into that. Really, when, when you receive the Holy Spirit, what does that really entail for you in your life? So how you know? do you, I guess, activate the fruits of the Spirit in your life? You know, how do you, how would you do that in your life? I think for me, it's just that constant reminder, that daily reminder of I have these things now today. Renewal of your mind. These are the things that are at my at my fingertips all the time. You know, it's, well, it's a choice too because what did Paul say? I, I beat I beat my flesh, or I, I basically I keep it under control. So I, there are some disciplinary things there, some practical right. things. Well, and even Lisa, she used an example too, where she like laid hands on herself and she mm. prayed. Mm -hmm. You know, praying in the spirit is mm -hmm. a great way of doing that too. Mm -hmm. Taking the authority, yeah. that's a great way of keeping um, keeping those fruits activated. Because I think mm -hmm. we all know. Like immediately when you lose patience or you operate in anger, you know, when you're not in the fruit of the spirit, you know it. <clears throat> and so I think um, like I loved how Lisa was like, wait a minute. It, like it kind of came to her like, mm -hmm. I have the power. It's in me. I have the authority. Yeah. So. You know, it's funny. Like, oh, my gosh. I it cracks me up sometimes. I agree with you what you were saying earlier. I mean, the enemy of our soul is a wily and crafty one. No question about it. That's right. But sometimes, have you ever had this happen where, and this happens to me a lot, where you wind up in a situation like that where like you lost your joy and you go through that and you know you, you put up with it, you don't do anything about it and it just is the way it is. And then all of a sudden you just get pushed just a little bit too far. And you're like Mel Gibson in The Patriot. Yep. You know what I'm talking about? Just and like lose it, yep. the switch just totally flips, and it's like, um, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah, no, wait, hang on. And all of a sudden, you remember he was still a gentleman about it during certain, that whole process. Certainly, he was. Just saying, that was fantastic <laughs> film. <clears throat> and uh, not appropriate for all audiences. No, this no. Is true. No, yes, this is a kids program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> Uh, so what was I talking about? Oh yeah. The Patriot. So you get pushed just a little bit too far and you go Patriot. And at that moment, I think there's, there's a, there's a training that kicks in, you know, and this is where these disciplines become mm. so important. That's good. Right. We use the word discipline just a few minutes ago. What are spiritual disciplines? Well, I mean, prayer, fasting, right. Um, I mean, there's a lot of reading the scriptures, I mean, there's all kinds of different spiritual disciplines that you can talk about. Mm -hmm. Journaling, right? There's all these different things that as we are intentional and we engage with God in these processes, it's like this, like, it's like this, you know, training that gets, that gets ingrained in us. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I even go back to like, go back to like prayer. I mean, how often do we pray over ourselves? And Chris talked about this on Sunday. How often do we pray over ourselves? Thank you, God, mm -hmm. that today I have the fruit of the Holy Spirit in me, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness. Yeah. And again, such things, there is no law. And thank you, God, that, that today, as I walk out my day, that you're going to help me remember that and to keep in step, you know, with the spirit, as I walk through the things that I have to walk through and that you go to Galatians five nineteen, which is just before that, that you're going to, that you're going to remind me to walk after the spirit so that I'll not gratify the lust of the flesh. 
You know, how often do we just pray the scriptures over mm-hmm. ourselves? You know, because I think that's where we, we get that, we get that, like, I would say we change our defaults. Mm-hmm. You know, we change our defaults because if we, if we just continue to get them just ingrained and just really needed in there, yeah. like, like leaven in some dough, I mean, it really can, can do some good. Amen. You know, in the way we live. When Chris has brought up something in the past too, that I, that I started really implementing and it was whenever he's struggling with something or whether he's frustrated or feeling defeated, he goes and encourages somebody else. And that really encourages him. And I, and I've noticed on times where I'm really hard on myself or uh, getting into a little bit of a slump, if I go and speak life into somebody else, it, it, it just, it makes my insides just kind of jump for joy again. You know, when you see, when you speak into somebody else and you see them get that revelation, it almost turns into a mirror, you know, where it's like, man, they get it. They, wait a minute. Oh, I need to get that. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Right. I was going to say, you know? oftentimes we receive when we're actually given to somebody else. Like yeah. it's almost like, I don't know, a two for one deal. Yeah. And half the time it's got something that got put on your heart for you, but you're speaking it into somebody else and you're just saying, you're like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, that was, that was for me. Well, he got some of it too. That's great. But <laughs> that was, that was me. I needed that, you know? So I know when I'm, since I've done that, it's made a huge difference yeah. for me. Back to that, the, the fruit of the spirit. And, you know, I think, like I said, it's a choice, you know, because you can yield one way or the other. Mm-hmm. And so this is me just taking an opportunity to brag on oh. the Holy Spirit. Oh, Because I think in those moments, too, I, as I was thinking about how I was going to say this, it gives so much glory and honor to God because the natural reaction in that instance can either be so damaging or so supernatural. Mm-hmm. And so in this instance, uh, several months ago, I came home and my wife says, do you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> and I said, bring it on me. She's like, well, it's about a $1,000 boo-boo. I'm like, oh, yeah? What's going on? <laughs> well, Caleb, my son, was helping our little daughter take care of their toys. Well, we have the toys strategically placed to the left of the big screen TV, 75 oh, inches of 4K no. deliciousness. Oh. And she looks at me in the eye and she's like, yeah, the TV's cracked. <gasps> And I'll never forget in that moment, I felt like, mm, but just for a slight, just for a slight moment, I felt the, mm, but then I felt, no, you're good. Self-control, patience, that. I said, well, is the baby okay? Is Caleb okay? She's like, yeah, they're fine. Awesome. Like, that was it. Like, I was so like. You didn't go outside and like kick no, a tree or nothing. punch the dog. Just, or... and I shared this with Caleb too. I think a few months ago, our, our main man behind the screen right now. Thank you, Caleb, for everything you're doing tonight, by the way. And, uh, you know, so I could have lost it. Like, I remember somebody in my life when I was younger losing it and seeing, like, the fruit of the flesh. Mm -hmm. That's that's impactful. But, I mean, I don't know what he'll take away if he'll ever even, well, if he will, if he doesn't remember it, great. If he does, wow. You know, what did God do in that moment as daddy heard the news? That's grace. And, you know, whatever. Hey, did did it. Now, what's funny is a few weeks later when I finally decided to buy another TV, I was kind of like, doesn't feel good but the lord helped me through that too and, uh, <laughs> i shouldn't have to spend here this. we are but you know i didn't scream somebody once. came up to you in the store and said you're gonna get a dump truck full of money <laughs> and you said yes lord yes, 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 lord. Is listening. yes lord no yeah. but you know but seriously my kids were fine they didn't get yelled at no nothing got thrown extra so what you're saying is when i come home after a day of shopping i can present it to Scott and if he gets heated I could be like babe 
Are you in the flesh right now? Or are you operating? I don't see. Yep, sure am. I'm not Jonathan. God's still working on me. Oh, God's still working <laughs> on me. Wow, this conversation took a turn for something else. I'm not sure why. It was said uh, toward the end of our message. Nice segue there. That <laughs> it's said sometimes from certain people, God, just use me. I want to be used. But maybe the question was posed that God is saying he wants to start with you first. Mm. So once you get transformed, it will affect those around you, and revival starts with you. you know, I heard something one time way back when I first got saved, way back when. Uh, <laughs> and it was, you know, so often we prayed, God, use me, God, use me, when our prayer should really be, God, make me usable. Make me usable. Just speak to me. How often do we want that? Because it's easy to, you know, I, I, and Chris is even talking about that. It's easy to give words to other people, but a lot of times to receive them for yourself, it always seems to struggle for a lot of us. I know I struggle with that all the time. I can encourage and exhort others all day long, but when it comes to myself, I'm my biggest critic and the first one to pick out things I'm doing wrong instead of encouraging myself. And so it's, it's listening to what God says, mm -hmm. not about others to you, but it's what he's saying about you to you. Mm -hmm and receiving that instead of discounting it. Right. And I know I do, I struggle with that myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think for a lot of us, um, what we do outwardly can become a distraction mm -hmm. to what God is trying to do in us inwardly. And, you know, I'm certainly, and I know Chris wasn't saying this and nobody else is either. I mean, I don't think we need to get to a certain place where we're, you know, oh yeah, we've got to this, I, I was a zero, now I'm a five. So now I'm, I'm okay, God can use me. That's not what we're saying, obviously. No, no. What we're saying is, what we're saying is that if we're so focused on being used, oftentimes it will distract us from what God is trying to do in us, mm -hmm. you know, and we're so busy being focused outwardly, which is really good. It's good to be mm -hmm. focused outwardly. Yeah. Um, because oftentimes I think we say focusing, being focused inwardly is a negative thing. Well, it's not always a negative thing if I'm focused on what God is trying to do in me and the transformation right. that he's trying to you know, produce in my, in my life. Because like you said, I think you just said that, Scott, as, as you know, there's transformation that's being produced in my life, it's going to come out. Absolutely. And it's going to get on other people. It's going to get on the world around me. Yeah. It will overflow. I mean, that's what... That's what the Holy be. Spirit does. I mean, that's that's the point. Is that it's it's overflowing, right? Um, and so it's really it really is easy to get distracted and get busy, right? And get so busy, yeah. That um, well, we don't have time mm -hmm. to press into what God wants to do in us today. We don't have time to look inward because oh, I'm just serving. I'm just serving. I'm serving the Lord. I'm just, I'm out here, I'm God's serving work. the Lord, I'm doing God's work, you know. I'm doing God's work, I'm doing this and I'm doing that. And I'm not saying that that's bad. Nope. I'm not saying it's bad to serve. You, we need to be serving mm -hmm. the world around us. But but the two things are not mutually exclusive. And when we right. get so busy trying to do this, and I think that's the point, we get so busy trying to do this and 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 fix the things around us that we're not focused on listening. Because mm -hmm. I think that's the big thing, right? We're talking about hearing God. Yeah. You know, full circle, right? The series is hearing God. Are you listening? Mm. Are we listening? Are we are we listening? But not just are we listening. Are we listening? Are we responding? Yeah, I was you gonna know? say, are we receiving? Yeah, are we gonna do something about what we're hearing God say? God's saying, hey, 
I want to work in this area in your life. Hey, you know, when things happen that you don't like that your kids do, you don't get always uh, the best response, mm -hmm. you know? And so I want to produce some Holy Spirit fruit in you in that. And so here's, I'm going to, you know, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, like for me, I know that's, that's all of us, but, but it's so important, like, that, you know, the idea of God speaking to us touches so many levels. And, you know, the idea of hearing God isn't just about hearing God. And I think this is what Chris is saying, and I know it's what you guys are saying too. The idea of hearing God isn't just about taking this message and being able to go and give it to Shauna. Hey, this right. is what God said. Uh, he wanted me to tell you this. That's great. That's good. God, we should be doing that, and we sh and mm -hmm. you know that's that's part of it. Um, but what's He saying to me yeah. first? And you know, I think it can be taken different ways. Different people hear it, but you know, I could relate to that. Like, I want to be used by God, right? You know, so you see like these world-changing events take place where people's lives get changed, people get healed, salvation takes place. You see those things and, you know, what can I do? What can I do here? But, you know, the heart behind it, like you're saying, is, you know, maybe this is a season of preparation for you. Mm -hmm. And I've heard it said that seasons of preparation are not wasted seasons. That's right. So there's things that God's still, he's still working on me. He's still cultivating the ground. So there's so much that needs to be cultivated over here. And so... You know, that's what we're just really asking everybody to do, especially this specific time. Go after God, go after his word, and watch your life be transformed. And then you'll have opportunities that you might not have had a little bit ago because of the transformation that took place in you because of blind spots, because of whatever, because it's a loving father who's, who's coming after us, who wants us to know his will. That's right. And we find his will in his word. So, Scott, any finishing thoughts tonight that you have for... Everybody? I think for me, it's just acknowledge that God is calling each one of us to something great. And, and the more that we allow him to transform us and to become closer to what, for us seeing how he sees us, is so pivotal, pivotal because we're hitting a time where the world needs us. The world needs mm, that's people good. that are going to step out and speak God's truth. But until we're comfortable with ourselves in order to do that, we're not going to be able to do that. You know, it's, and it is a constant work uh, of allowing God in, but, you know, it takes, we become so protected in today's society, it seems like, you know, or, or you put up the shell and you want to be offended by this or offended by that. And just instead of truly being vulnerable and open and transparent to God, first of all, and just saying, God, I know I'm a mess. I need help. Like how many of us really say that, but meaning and allow God to speak to you and receive what he says to you. Mm -hmm. So just be willing to open your ears and open your heart for what God has for you. It, it sounds like such a, a cliche saying, but it's really the truth. And I know I've had a hard time opening up and just being real and raw with God. But the funny thing is, you know, God sees inside of us. He knows what's going on, mm -hmm. but he wants us to be able to speak and acknowledge it for ourselves so he can give us that revelation of, of healing. So just be open to what God says to you and receive it because you know what? There are people that may be depending on you understanding who you are in God before you, so you can speak and remind them of who they are. That's good. Shauna, how about you? What do you have for final thoughts tonight? Um, my final thoughts are um, don't, don't be afraid to get alone with God. Because um, honestly, sometimes it can feel scary. Like, 
I know that I've got issues. I know that I have like junk in my heart. And I know that if I bring this to God, it might hurt or he might, uh, for me personally, a lot of times I am afraid or I'm held back. I hold myself back from uh, drawing near to God because I'm afraid of being exposed. And, and that's not God's heart. He he can't That's he right. can't expose you because he knows you. That's good. That's right. And he knows all of you more than you know yourself. And so understand that when you do um, have that time with God, when you do draw near to him, his heart is not to expose you. His heart is to reveal who reveal you, to yeah. reveal you to yourself to the world. Mm. So That's good. That's real good. good. Well, uh, we give the final closing thoughts to Kevin. Well, let's turn it back on you real quick, Jonathan. What are your closing thoughts for Kevin? That wasn't part of the script. But <laughs> Sorry, I never go off script. script. I always go off script. Um, Was that in the script? I'm not going to say that you're one for three tonight. Oh, man. Out loud to everybody. I'm all for two. Uh, closing thoughts. You know, I, I guess, uh, you know, when you make the word number one in your life, I mean, that's the, that's, that's the whole big thing of like, Christianity, the word, but the reality is for the last 20 years of my life, this is just me personally now, I've heard it by the Holy Spirit, his prompting so many times, read the word, read the word. For me, it speaks like, I love you, I love you, read the word. And every time I go into that word with this Holy Spirit, help me as I read what you have to say to me. I've been broken down so many times because things that I didn't see 15, 20, 10, five years ago, I see now because I know the, God, the heart of God more now than ever back then. And I see it through a whole different, and it blows my completely off. And it helps change me because like, I didn't see that before. And now that I see that, I can act differently because I know God's will. And so it's, it's trans, transforming. It's quick. It's all those things. It's so true. And so like Chris talked about, you know, Sunday, he said, you know, he'll go in and take just a snippet of scripture. He'll meditate it over and over and over and repeat it versus Lisa. Lisa's in there and she got like 13 different books. This is the image I saw and she's just studying it. Shh, quiet, you know. Whereas I see Chris downstairs with a headband on and some batons and just, ah, greater is me that's in me, greater is he that's in me. You know, that's the imagery I get, which we're all different. And God can speak to us differently. But, you know, Lisa, no, she's... You thinking like, you got like a Richard Simmons? Oh, no. no, 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 no. I'm thinking like more like, more rock, like oh, more, more bigger like, pipes. Oh, like Bruce, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, thank you. Okay, yes. Okay. All right, all right, cool. I'm just trying to qualify so, the headband. So, you know, wherever you're at, you can start today by taking a snippet of scripture. But if you've been in it before, then get back in it. Mm -hmm. That's, That's just right. the big yeah. thing. That's right. Because it's so powerful. It's so yeah. good. Amen. So there's back to you, Kevin. Yeah, that's really good. The, uh, I guess a couple things. I, the, there's a, there's a quote I heard from Martin Luther one time. Uh, it's the second time Martin Luther came up tonight. Yeah. How do you like that? A little, uh, homage to the great reformer. Right. Uh, 1619. Hey, there you go. I don't know, somewhere in there. Something like that. Sorry. Um, is it the Spirit of God broods over the scriptures. Mm. And uh, I just, I can't stress, I know everybody has tonight too, like we so much want to hear from God. We so much want to hear God. We want to hear God about this or we want to hear about God from that. And uh, 
it, it's got to start, like you said, with that place of just sitting down with the scriptures and open up, up saying, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you, what do you want to say about this? And it's that simple. Mm-hmm. And in all the years that I've been a, a Christ follower, it's always been that simple. I've never had to, you know, look under the rocks and, and, and try to find God. It's always been that simple. Okay, God, mm-hmm. what do you want to say about this? Because God is speaking and he wants us to hear him. I try. He's not hiding from us. God is not, he's not sadistic. Right. You know, he doesn't say that he's there and that he's speaking and then like, you know, play peekaboo with us or some sort of like games. It's yeah. not how it works. He, he wants us to, to, to draw near and to, and to seek him and to find him. And he says, when you seek me with all your heart, I mean, all that kind of stuff. Chris talked about a lot of it. Um, and it's just very, very important that we understand that that's his desire. His mm-hmm. desire is to speak to us. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's not something that we have to have the formula for. It's not something that we have to do, even do right, I don't think, because I do it wrong. You know, and God has to remind me of things mm-hmm. and, and, and fine-tune me and redirect me and all this sort of stuff. And that's happened lots of times over the years. Um, it's just something that we need to do. It's something that we need to engage Action. in. Listen, yeah. God, I'm listening. God, what do you have to say? I mean, you think about that, you know, Samuel, when he's a young boy and he keeps hearing the voice of the Lord, you know, and he keeps going to Eli, the the, the priest, saying, hey, what, what, did you call for me? And Eli's like, no, nah, dude, I was sleeping. You know, like, I don't know, it happened multiple times. And finally, Eli realized, like, oh, the Lord's speaking to this dude, you know, and, and, and you know, instructs him just to say, here I am, Lord, your servant is listening. And it's that simple. Here I am, Lord, your servant is listening. So that's 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 a huge thing for me. And the other thing is that I just I guess I want to encourage everyone who's listening and, and watching that that um, we've talked a lot about hearing God, you know, as individuals, and that's hugely important. Um, but I also want to stress the importance of doing this in community with people. Amen. Right. Um, as we're engaging in family in church in 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 healthy christian community because it's in that that we can go man i was reading in the scriptures and this thing came up and i didn't really understand it and i i need somebody to help me understand mm-hmm. you know it's it's the ethiopian eunuch on the you know in the chariot on the on the, the gaza road and and um you know oh gosh help me out who was it who was it philip Philip, Philip, the evangelist. Comes up, Philip the evangelist comes up and jumps in the chariot and expounds to him all the things that he's literally reading. He's literally reading from the prophet Isaiah in a chariot. I mean, that's got to be difficult, right? I, mean, right. He, I picture this scene. Does he have somebody there with him? Is somebody else holding the <laughs> scroll? And he's like, you know, like bouncing around going, hey, hold that thing still, man. I can't barely read it. Have you ever thought about that? I mean, didn't he get think transported? About yeah. He ran... Yeah, he ran and got like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a cool story well, I mean, too. There's right. a backstory to it. Yeah, that's, will blow your yeah. mind away. Right, I was just picking up in the middle of the story. Well, there's maybe people that don't know about that because they need to get in the Word. What? Ooh. Tell them what what scripture that's in. So that's they can go in the New Testament. It's in Acts. In Acts chapter. So if you want to read more on that, I don't remember. Go check out Acts. <laughs> but continue with that thought. That was good. He's bouncing along. He's bouncing along. He he's reading, up to he's him from reading the scriptures. He doesn't know what he's reading. And here comes God, brings someone to 
to come and sit with him and expound him and help him understand the things about Jesus that he's reading in the prophet Isaiah. And this is a picture exactly of what I'm talking about. Like, like as we're reading, as we're reading, we should be, we should be doing that together. And, and some of the, some of the richest times that I've had in the scriptures have been with brothers and sisters in Christ, just reading through and talking and, Hey, what do you think this means? And Hey, what do you think this is saying? It's always so, so rich to do that. So I definitely want to, want to, Plug for plug for community, plug for family, plug for church. Uh, all those things are richly important. Uh, but anyway, with all that, I just want to say thanks uh, out there for tuning in. I uh, really appreciate you jumping on, and uh, hopefully this was uh, a good discussion that, that this um, was enriching for you, added some value to you, and, and maybe even helped you to think a little bit deeper on some of the things. If, if you were at DCC on Sunday morning or caught it on the on the podcast, that's great. If you did it, it's available on our YouTube channel. It's available on audio, on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, um, anywhere where Kirkland products are sold. And uh, yeah, I mean, with all that said, where, yeah. where, where do we meet for church on Sunday? Where do we meet for church on Sunday? We meet at uh, 818 Butterworth Street, Southwest in Grand Rapids. Uh, at what, a building called the Goey Center, which is an event center. And um, our little space is all the way around the back. If you just show up on a Sunday morning around 10 o'clock, come early because we have the best coffee of any church in town, I'm telling you. And we'll give so, you a free gift. Come early and come around the back. Just follow the signs and uh, you'll, you'll find your way in and we'll have a great time together. So thanks for being here. Be blessed. Have an amazing night. Have a great week. Bye, guys. I love you.